It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. John Glass here, back at it. Another week in the studio, hanging out with Mr. Jeff Matthews, Christian Brown, talking all things sports, local, national, mid-regional, we're talking all sports. Anything, everything. Anything, everything, all sports. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. A lot of big games and exciting moments happening over the weekend. Warfield Shield game. Uh, Austin P with the big, giant comeback win. Overtime thriller. Overtime thriller. You had a little bit of everything. Receivers throwing touchdowns. The one thing the game didn't have was a safety. Dang it, Jeff. I bet on it, too. I know, right? Man, that wasn't on my bingo card. But, (laughs) um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Even a little World Series action. Two weeks in a row, an in-memoriam section. Uh, This time, it is the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough look out here. Rough look. I haven't been able to sleep for days. It's kind of nice. I got a better night's sleep. (laughs) <laughs> whatever jeff all right all right we're let's get let's get into it i guess we can kick things off in region six uh re, uh 6a region seven high school football clarksville high at uh rossview at clarksville high warfield yep. shield game uh it was a great game up until the fourth quarter i, I think the final score doesn't show how good of a game no, yeah that first half was incredibly hard fought both teams were coming out both teams had a little give me you know they uh both had opportunities to put points on the board it was a fun matchup 28-7 final score uh it was tied at half and i don't think they scored they they didn't score did they score in that opening drive coming out of the half i believe so i might be mistaken on that one i can't remember uh but it was uh it, it was a defensive struggle. It was Rossview was doing what they needed to do up until the fourth quarter. When uh, I mean, here here's the thing: they they went out there and it was just Clarksville high offense. They have a interesting system where they're able to run these dual quarterbacks and they do it really well. Both these quarterbacks bring kind of a little bit of a different feel. Um, so your your defense is then forced to kind of be on their toes. They have to be able to change. Offensive or defensive schemes um, based on which quarterback that Clarksville High is using. And when you have a quarterback out of Jack Wyatt who can throw the ball really high up into the air and throw a good distance on it and can also tuck it and run if he wants to. I mean, you have that out of Jack Wyatt. And then you look at the other quarterback, Trey Youngs, who he is really good at keeping the ball. He's really good at drawing the defense to certain areas of the field. Well, redirecting the the handoff to the opposite side. And I think Clarksville Clarksville High did that a lot with uh James Dalripple, the tight end coming off to the coming off from the side, switching off switching to the opposite side of the field. Clarksville High when they do that and they do it well, there is no stopping the Wildcats. And they just had a few more of those drives than Rossview. Yeah. That's really the key and Rossview did that, but at a certain point the Bloody, it's kind of just open eventually, you know. Yeah, and there was a good portion of that back that back half where both teams were getting three and outs, or they were getting some stops. They Worked were down able, stops. I mean, they were getting some. You know, there was a couple of turnovers, um, mm-hmm. and you know that was another thing. If it, it, it really, the turnovers helped keep this as level as it was. You I think know? I think Clarksville High had a turnover. Rossview had a turnover in their own territory, I believe. Yeah, Rossview turned it over in their red zone. Yeah. And then, but Rossview turned it over, and then Clarksville High got the ball back. 
They didn't score either. They did not score on that drive. That was the one. And Rossview scored about two plays later when they got the ball back. Yeah, they had a huge run. Um, I'm forgetting. D'Antoine Young, yeah. excuse me. Um, Which he had a, a I mean, he's year. a beast. He had a huge. I want to say it was close to eighty yard run uh, from the left side to the end to the opposite side of the field, and that set up a, a touchdown from D'Antoine Young on the opposite side of the field. Yeah, that was like with I think seven, six or seven minutes left uh, going into the half. Or yep. it was it was really close. It was the last possession Ross you would get going into the half. Uh, then they stopped Clarksville High. Uh, on, what was it? A missed field goal, I think. Was it the missed field goal going into the half or no? Oh, they, yeah, no. Clarksville they, High did have a missed field goal, and they gave the ball back yeah. to Rossview. But I believe on that specific drive, Rossview did not score. I believe they yeah, ended no, up no, having no, no. to they punt did. the ball away. Yeah, they wound up punting the ball away, and then Clarksville High just took it into the half. But yeah, uh, fourth quarter comes around. Clarksville High puts up 14. Uh, to hold that Clarksville High team to seven uh, to uh, 14 points, though, in the first three quarters I don't have it I don't have it pulled up but um I can tell you this Clarksville high that was the closest game they've had all season oh most I mean the the rest of their games have been you know not to dog on any of the other teams it just really goes towards Clarksville high I mean I mean you're seeing 20 30 40 point difference in uh in points for Clarksville high on most of their games to keep it as close as Rossview did, they did a fantastic job, yeah. and I mean, I also think that that goes towards head coach Todd Hood for uh, the Hawks because he, one, being a Clarksville guy, he you know played at Austin P. He also is just one heck of a coach. Yeah. I mean, he's got some really strong ball knowledge, and I think he did a really nice job of keeping Rossview uh, engaged. Talk to me about the the playoff, or not the play, really. Actually, it probably did feel like a say, playoff yeah. feel to the game. Because of how intense that crowd was, walk me through. How, oh my goodness! I know. I, was, I just want to hear it from your guys' perspective as so well. So I was, I got up. So we we went live on air probably around six fifty, uh, a little bit later than I wanted to. But um, I got there probably right around six o'clock. This parking lot was insane. I mean, it, it took me about another. It took me an additional thirty minutes once you turned on Warfield just to get to. Clarksville oh, yeah. High, uh, just because of traffic. But then I got into the stadium. I finally got set up and everything else. And I mean, I had fans standing in front of my window. I basically had wow. to stand for most of the game because as soon as I sat down, I had fans just panning across my window. It's amazing. And I was like, oh my goodness! And it was it was loud. It was so much fun. And you know, high school football sometimes those crowds. You don't get that on just regular games, but this was, you know, the Warfield Shield. The, yep. These two teams, it just means that much to them. Like, honestly, like, I, you know, I've heard this kind of said about some other area schools who have these types of rival rivalries, but um, some schools, you know, they believe that if you, even if you have the worst season don't in your program, as long as you win that game or compete in it or compete in it if you give the crowd an incredible showing on that specific game their season is fine highlights i mean it is literally and that is kind of the the vibe that i got but the cool thing is is coming from two top teams in the region so i mean it was one competitive two it meant more to the teams without even looking at the standings but then that extra oh my gosh this is like these two teams are deciding the seedings right now of playoff football. Well, and you know, to put a little more emphasis kind of on like this rivalry, Rossview versus Clarksville High. It's separate. Rossview Road and Richview Road separated by Warfield Boulevard. 
the all of these kids have been pl- competing against each other their entire lives. And what I, what I mean by that is Pee Wee football, baseball. You got St. B and then uh, Clarksville Nationals. Every single year when we played ba- when we played baseball, it would be St. B and Clarksville National just did not like each other. They'd play each other in All Stars at the end of the year. Uh, and try to compete to go to a regional all-star tournament. So these kids have literally been competing against each other since they were probably like five, six, seven years old. True. That's so, the beauty of rivalry yeah. week too. So they know each other. Been some of them are friends. Built up for years. They've, they literally, some of them, they go to the same hangouts. They, <laughs> I was about to say, some of them probably went to the after party with each other. Sure. Yeah, like they probably went to the same place. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, if there was an after party. Sure. And it it just highlight it just highlights the intimacy if. of the intimacy of this game and uh how crazy it can get and it's always gotten crazy you can throw the you can throw the record books out the window uh when all this stuff happens uh it's just and it did live up to the hype it was it a little definitely bit more did. it was a little bit more of a defensive stand than uh it has been in past years but I'm all for it though. I was about to say when you have two active offenses right and you're getting two great defensives nothing it, nothing beats that. Right. I mean, that is just good football. So, yeah, this is going to be – this pretty much decided the season. This, they might as well put this game at the very end of the year because – But, hey, the other cool thing, I just want to throw this out there real quick. Clarksville High now has a chance to do something that not – I don't think has happened in a while, but a completely undefeated regular season in high school football. Which, let's Have they just done? go ahead. Yeah, big, huge shout-out for the Wildcats as John – Crosses, crosses his, his arms. arms in disgust. I believe their last opponent of the season is Northeast. I, yes, I believe that is well, correct. Who all, who's currently is second and last in standings. At Have they won one, one yet? Five. Yeah, they beat Northwest last week. It was actually a great game. So it was it was a close game. Uh, you want me to go ahead and break down the standings real quick, or do you have it up? So the, yeah, I got the I got the standings. Okay. Um, Rossview, uh, Rossview is in second. Clarksville High six and zero on this uh, season in the district. Uh, they are perfect. They're probably going to finish off perfect. Rossview five and one in second place in the district. Dixon County uh, four and two. Uh, West Creek and Kirkwood three and three. Kenwood two and four. Northeast one and five in the Northwest. Yet to win a district game. And I just want to break it down even a little bit further. Dixon County is officially in that three spot after beating West Creek this past week. But now they've beaten West Creek and Kirkwood to kind of yeah, clinch so that can't. spot. Now, after Kirkwood defeated Kenwood, it's between that four spot is between Kirkwood and West Creek who play this weekend. So yeah. the scheduling on this has played out beautifully. And I, I honestly don't know what to expect. I don't know who to come out on top because both teams have been really just They've been pretty stellar. Well, so the, well, the thing that I was just going to say is, I mean, West Creek started off a little slow this yeah. season, While but Kirkwood. then but then picked it up. And Kirkwood, the, quite opposite, yep. they started off really hot, and then they started seeing some tougher teams, and then they've struggled the past couple of weeks now. Yep, you're familiar with the seating and the standing, how like what pulls from each region, kind of for the playoffs a little bit, um, to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. So is it? it it's four teams per region in the per district. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, and it's weird because I was talking to Clarksville Academy's head coach, Stedman Bell, and there's actually a chance where if they win one of their last two games, so if they win this next game, they may get a fifth-seeded playoff spot. So Academy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it's completely different for Prep private school, schools. Yeah. yeah, so it's really interesting there. But, yeah, four spots will be uh, coming out. And real quick, I know they're not on here, Fort Campbell still gets a home playoff postseason game 
this year based off of their district play. So I, w- I just want to shout out them. Hey, too. heck yeah. They came up short against uh, Owensboro Catholic this past week to decide the regular season uh, district winner, uh, but that doesn't take away from what they've built. Back-to-back playoff appearances. Yeah, I think uh, head coach Henry Mitchell mentioned that this is the first time since like 2013, maybe even 11. I'll have to double-check that, but I mean, absolutely thrilled to see them doing so well, too. That's awesome. Yeah, so just kind of taking a look at Max Preps, um, schedule ahead they they don't have exactly if these are going to be opponents of uh clark's behind the playoffs but i think they are potential opponents houston bartlett collierville or germantown uh germantown i don't know how they would be they got to be in one seed they're nine and oh yeah uh, but yeah these playoffs are going to be pretty interesting see if you could get two teams from this region to uh that higher level i don't yeah. know if ross would ross and Clarksville high with i don't even know if they'd run into each other they might possibly because uh, would they seed them out differently? I wonder. I'm, I'm not sure because they're one and two. I mean, they would have to seed them differently. So Rossi would probably end Be on up on the opposite end of the correct. But it, when it comes down to it, it I mean, they, they obviously wouldn't end up at the state championship together. They would end up in the regional championship yeah. together, I think. And I, I wish there was an easier way to break down that bracket yeah. at this point because they only with do, high school it's really difficult. Yeah, I they mean, do region on Mac or on uh, TSAA or whatever. Yeah, and then also the state bracket, but they don't show district correct postseason, which I wish they would do that. That's just my request. Yeah, I'm to it. trying to see if SSAA. there's. We'll put it in an email and send it yeah, out. We're gonna email you just just so you know. <laughs> we appreciate everything you do. <laughs> Expect but we it, need TWSAA. Wonder if we with can, respect. Yeah, yeah. They have they haven't got anything up in uh, individually yet, but th- we will let you all know when there is a bracket out there. Probably by the end of next. By the end of this, I, I, honestly, probably by by Friday. I, I expect by me, Saturday morning. I'll probably I, I bet that make a little postseason cheat sheet to see what's going on for each yeah. opponent. Yeah, that will be absolutely fun. It has been a fantastic season. Yeah. Crazy to think that it's already over. It's. I mean, not over, but like just has gone by so quick, and it's been so different than years past. Because they're yeah. all, all, it's an all Clarksville region. Yeah, and that's the big reason for it. But also, I'm just thinking about who's well, been the most County. competitive in the in the Montgomery County area too. Because Rossview wasn't. I mean, they had kind of a down season last year, and to see them, they've had a quite a few down seasons. Yeah, but to see them really build up this year and become what they are, it's been amazing to see that too. So, right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of our high school wrap up. Uh, that was really the game that we all wanted to get in is Clarksville High versus Rossview. Uh, moving along to uh, the college arena. Ultimate basketball. It's almost here. We got Govs Madness tonight. I'm very excited for Govs Madness. There's going to be some really cool things going on. So they got some activities uh, for the kids do, going on. And then on top of that, there's a dunk contest. Hansel Let me Manuel? get my shoes. Yeah, as I've been saying. Let me get my shoes. Get your J's on. Your John. knee brace. My five foot nine. Your ankle brace. Some ibuprofen. I'll get your ice pack ready. Get some, get some bath salts the, ready you, well, for no, after the game. Have you seen those shoes that can like help you increase your vertical jump? They're like basically you're walking those on like big huge purple moon sp- shoes no, from like the nineties, spring, like springs on the back of your heel, and then it just trains your like feet so where you can like a better as I attempted to jump. Uh, you literally just tried you, to jump. You jumped everybody. You get some get some height in here. Let's. Ooh. We'll we'll put you on a pogo stick to try to dunk tonight. Have good. you ever have you ever actually pogoed? Yeah, 
East Pogo all the I'm time. I'm not, actually. I, I used to. Oh, the back of my ankle's hurt now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you get. We I, told you to take that aspirin. You hit 45, man. Those knees get worse. <laughs> 31. Gosh. Uh, that was close. Um... Yeah, Gubs Madness today is going to be a lot of fun, but we got the upcoming basketball season. Uh, NBA's kicked off, and then uh, college. And we've also, last week was Ossipi's media day for the conference, and they announced uh, the people, or players rather, that were selected to the All-A-Sun preseason team. Yeah. Uh, which, P men's, that's where we're going to start. Demarcus Sharp was the lone player selected for the Governors, and he's coming off a 2022 campaign where he played for Northwestern State and was awarded Southland Conference Player and Newcomer of the Year. So, I mean, I think that's to be expected uh, from Sharp just because of what season he kind of compiled. Um, now, looking at the rankings, though, and this is kind of crazy to me, um, so the expectation around the coaches' poll and the media poll showed Austin P was going to be second, finished second to last in projected rankings in the media poll, uh, with two. I think I believe it was two votes for a first place finish by the media. So I, I'm I'm curious what you guys are thinking on that. Uh, I'm thinking they haven't really paid attention to uh, Corey Gibson That's being here saying. at Austin P. I think yeah. I, I mean I don't know. I've said it before already. Um, maybe not here on the show, but maybe uh, on air with ESPN Clarksville doing something. There is a completely different feeling right now for Austin P basketball. One because yes, there is a brand new arena, and I think everybody's really excited to see Austin P basketball at F and M Bank Arena. Um, but more than that, Corey Gibson is now the head coach for the Governors. He was with the program. He's played for the program. He was an assistant coach under legendary coach Dave Luce. Um, and it, it, this feels like it's just a perfect match for the program. And I think Austin P basketball is going to see probably like, I don't know if there's a most improved team award that yeah. they're, they're going to be given out. But um, I think Austin P is going to be in the running for that. Okay. I think because last season, Last season was rough. Last season did not go well. Last season ended on a sour note, especially to uh, finish off the era of the Dunn Center. Yeah. Um, and the Nate that, James era. I, I mean, yeah. And that was... Uh, and I think Austin P one very glad to move on from that situation. Sure. And two... They are now making this... Ne- making the necessary steps to build what Austin P was. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be... I think there is a big culture shift. You know, we we have talked multiple people around the station, different shows that sat down and talked with Corey Gibson, and the culture shift is definitely there. Uh, you know, looking back to last season and the, the sour aspect of that. I mean, let's just call it what it is. There was a lack of discipline on, the, yeah. on that team. I really feel like there was lack of discipline in that locker room, um, and I think that has completely changed. I think that there is a... a a sense of accountability Corey yeah. Gibson has for these players and that they have with each other. So I'm excited. These, these coaches polls and these rankings at the beginning of the season, take them for what you they will. They don't mean much. They, they you know, we bring much. them, we bring them up and usually when they get brought up, n- notice that the conversation is usually uh, going in the direction of talking about what the team looked like last year. If, if you're yeah. great, like that is yeah. what these polls are for. And that's not fair though. And it's not, I mean, it's fair in the sense that, yeah, that's what happened last year. So, you know, 
But for teams what like can Austin we expect? P, but when you look at Austin P, their whole roster has changed. It's completely different. And that's the what culture, scares them, I think. Roster, and that, yeah, 100%. But also, they're coming from a winning program. I think that's the important note to make. Like, yeah. It's not like they were... All these players are coming from just you as Deion Sanders says. He uh, Corey Gibson brought his luggage, right? Exactly. You know, he brought his yeah. Louis Vuittons. You know, that's exactly right. Um, he, he and you with know some there additional are pieces with some additional pieces, and he picked up a few along the way as well, including um, help me out with his name, the seven foot five. Oh yeah, uh, three hundred and fifty two pound. I can't think of his uh, name off the top of my head. Post player, um, Jordan, I believe is his okay. name. Um, I'm just excited to see this whole entire governor's offense, especially yeah. Mr. Jordan. And defense when you got a seven footer. I was about to say, in the right? middle of it, man. I mean, and just to put point this out too, in the coaches' poll, they were fi- picked to finish eighth place. Yep. So uh, we want to. You guys want to say anything else? Are we ready to move on to women's basketball? No, just kind. I mean, kind of what I was pointing on. These I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. Some people hate coach early season coaches polls. Too. Yeah, this is a brand new team. Like Jeff said, this is a brand new team coming in. A new coach. What are these people who quote unquote are the coaches poll? What are they going to expect? What are they going to put and say? Oh, we're going off speculation for this, that, that, and the other. It's not, ta- it's not look like at ba- look at baseball from last yeah. year. Like yep. look, that is a perfect example. And look football at the this year. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, football this year. I mean, so at the FBS level. We'll be fine. The culture is there. Uh, I'm excited to see what Corey Gibson does. But yeah, Christian, let's let's get into uh, women's basketball now. With an established winning program of their own, Austin P. Women's Basketball had one player selected to the All A Sun preseason team as well. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the pronouncement of the name, uh, Jeff uh, Shamari Hale. Yep, that's okay. right. Perfect. Shamari Hale is the lone player uh, expected to make the All A Sun team. She's coming off a, a, a season where she averaged the most points, the most rebounds for the governors during the 2022 campaign, and she also had the most field goals made, free throws made, and blocks on the team. Yeah, she is incredible on the court. Um, she So one thing I love about Shamari Hale is she is an aggressive player. When she comes off, so she's a bench player. She's I, I believe that uh, she might be starting this She'll year. She'll probably start this year, but she was the But last season she came off the bench as the sixth person and she played lights out every single time. She is incredible. I'm very excited to see her play. I'm excited to see um what head coach Brittany Young has done in the off season cuz she's brought a few new players in including a few from uh, across the uh seas. So, you know, Austin P does a really good job of recruiting um foreign players. We actually the Austin P Governors women's basketball has had actually quite a few come through their program. And I think that Austin P when you're looking at their coaches polls and stuff like that austin p was at the top of the list yeah. at the end of last season there's a lot of expectations for uh austin p women's basketball and i think that they're rightfully so i think even austin p fans are going to have those high expectations this year yeah and they're projected in the media poll to finish third meanwhile yep. they're projected to finish fourth in the preseason coaches poll as well. i'm just going to go ahead and say austin p takes the conference Ooh, women's woo! basketball we're heating up we're Talk heating it. up, baby. That's Florida what Gulf, I'm talking Florida about. Gulf Coast got it last year, yeah. and uh, I think this year, I think the Governors took their first season in the Ace Sun. Maybe went to the drawing boards, and all I'm saying is, I mean, maybe we Wouldn't got a, we got a shot at it. I would not. I, I think we have a shot in both. 
we for do what, men's and women's. I don't want to say we do yet for men's basketball. I, I don't think that's fair. Though, I think I, that's the way I've what the, I'm saying, yeah, the confidence I have in men's basketball to do well is very high right yeah. now. Yeah. Winning the conference, I like. What I'm hearing <laughs> John's on the getting pumped up over here. Can you, I just picture Austin P. Women's basketball NCAA tournament. I'm all here for. It. I'm sh- I, if they get there, I would be surprised. What, what with do you the think the match would be? Preseason South Carolina Austin P. That would be fun. Oh my gosh! I think we would we would be better than a give me UConn seed, right? I'm just. I mean, you never know. Well, UConn actually. Depends. UConn has actually had a couple of rough years. I think. Yeah, Gino. Bit. No, I'm talking about women's basketball. Yeah, Gino. Gino. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't know what you said at first either. Yeah, no. Uh, that that is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, but moving out of the basketball realm into the football realm, let's talk about the uh, 20th ranked Austin P. Governors. Man, like 20th or 22nd? Yeah. No, we're 20th, tied for 20th. What? Austin P., uh, tied with New Hampshire. I'm looking That's at the NCAA.com rankings right now. Uh, Austin P is tied with New Hampshire, just below Lafayette. That's incredible. Where would we be if we won hey, that game against huge, Saluki? Big huge round of applause. If we didn't lose to the Salukis, we, oh, we would be probably like 17. Let's see. Or if even the, higher. Let's maybe. see if the Salukis are. I don't even know if the Salukis are on here. They, I don't think Saluki. I, I believe they are. They just came off again. No, yeah. Where, Southern Illinois is 12th ranked right now, and they are okay. five. They are five and two, just like Austin P. They just lost against, I believe, North Dakota. Yeah. Or was yeah. it North, but North, North Dakota? But North Dakota's State. at four. Yeah. Which yes. they're a power. And it was a great close game. Yeah. FIU played last night. Who did FIU play? Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Jacksonville State. Okay. And I think Jacksonville State won that one. Hmm. But, I mean, Southern Illinois, Austin P. Ooh, I would love that matchup back. I would, I would love that oh, matchup back Oh, my goodness. So do you bad. not... Do we... I think... I think it's a completely different game if they play right now. Because they found their identity. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, I, I think it might have been a kick to the bum for Austin P. to get working. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and and they bounce back like well, they no bounce other. back, and they. I mean, there was probably a little less pressure when you have to bounce back against Tennessee. Yeah, like you know, we've we talked about that before, yeah. but like you know what I mean. And then they did well against Tennessee, yep. and then next thing you know, they go on now a five game win yep. streak. And I just want to point out when they were zero and two, we said it right here in the booth. We said we could see him winning. It out, and they've proceeded to go on a five-game winning streak, which you know they've played incredible. Now Scotty I will Walden. say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the governors because they have played incredible football, yeah. but they have started off slow the past couple of games. Yeah, they had, they've now have had to come back twice now from a deficit. At least they show uh, they can. That is true, and also, I, 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 there's not many teams that I can be as confident in. Is having a great fourth quarter yeah. than Austin P. Oh. Austin P. has just had incredible second half games. You, you think these FCS rankings take into account that Tennessee loss at all? Yeah, they have to a little yeah, bit. I mean, do you really think? Because I'm looking at Southern Illinois's. I'm looking at Southern Illinois' schedule right now. Northern Illinois is the best. The team reason. That they the reason why, and they I, they almost beat them. But Northern Illinois, SEMO, Missouri State, Murray State, Youngstown State. San Diego State, Western Illinois. They're going to play Indiana State. That's going to be, I, I guess, that's their best matchup. I mean, like, no, whatever. But I think you have to look at strength of schedule. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And but the the, the counter argument is Tennessee is clearly not 
in one FCS or two. Right, like they're just not. They're Northern SC- Illinois struggled the past couple of years. It's true. It's a completely a different ball game with that opponent compared to Tennessee, like you said. So I mean, I think there's been a lot of close especially- games too. Austin Peay's been blow. Austin Peay's been blowing teams I was out. About to say Austin and Southern been- Illinois, they've been in a col- quite a few close games. So Austin, th- Austin Peay, I think is up there. Yeah, I, I think they should be higher. Uh, they should be. And here's the thing: where do you rank them if they get a win over North Alabama? Hmm. 17, 16. Like, it depends on losses for everybody else in the rankings at this point as well. Is, like, are true. they going to jump someone yeah. if they underperform and still get a win? That's like the th- things that come down to this ranking process. And uh, I don't know. I, I wonder what this game's going to look like. But to your point, were you guys kind of surprised that the Govs allowed that many points to the la- the worst-ranked uh, offense in the conference. It was also a mixture of just odd timing. Yeah. Well, and they were they were talking about it on the broadcast, too. They were a little bit shocked, but they were coming out. I think it was coming out, going into the half, Austin P. they had scored their first. They had scored, let me take a look at the box score real quick. Austin P. they had scored 14 points in the first half to uh, the 28 I think that to the 28 that uh, Southern Utah had and then Southern Utah comes off immediately scoring another touchdown. So I think it was 35 to 14 and they were talking the entire time on the broadcast. They're like, oh, man, this is a huge deficit, but don't count out Austin Peay's like we we have seen crazier things in college football. And lo and behold, Austin Peay puts up 14 in the third, 14 in the fourth and then holds them uh, Southern Utah to 14 the entire second half. Taking it to overtime, 6-3 in overtime. Austin P doesn't have to kick the extra point, wins 48-45. Yeah. So, I, think, I think it's amazing to see from Scotty Walden and his coaching staff their ability to adapt at halftime and change, kind of adapt their game plan overall to you really manage to come back over these past two games too. I think that's important to note. At this level, you have to be able to change your ways if you need to. Even at the professional level, you see guys don't change their game plan at all. Josh McDaniels is really one to keen in on because he may be the worst head coach in NFL history. But besides that point, Whew. just I just had to say that real quick. It's just amazing to see what Scotty Walden and his team and their coaching staff can really do. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. There was a huge energy shift when Trey Goodman threw up that insane 50-yard um, pass to uh, Shackelford, Trey Shackelford, for a touchdown. Which That happened, and honestly, the Hail Mary that Southern Utah threw at the end of the second quarter, that was insane for them. <laughs> but that was, <laughs> was Austin. 51-yard pass with gloves. That is. That Austin, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Austin, uh, but Austin Pease touchdown, uh that just took every That's ounce of breath yeah. out of their mouth. We said it in our group chat, too. I, I, I've i never seen a wide receiver running that far to his right side make no. a pass like that on the run. Even in NCAA AA lit up, analysts. Oh, he took a shot. Analysts came out and said, I've never seen a wide receiver make this throw. I was wrong. Sorry. It, you have two quarterback stats. The Lolo 16 for 31, and then Trey Goodman 1 for 1. 54 yards, one touchdown. So, 54. So it was, it was a 50, dot. It was on the opposite side. It was on the opposite side of the 50 yards. But also kudos to Shackelford who went up and grabbed that ball because that was, it was a great throw. 
It was hot. Tough placement. Had tough be, placement had to, be, to had grab. To be put there. Yeah. Good only quarterbacks where, yeah. put it only where yeah. you can get it. That's so true. I think Trey Goodman may need to play Emer- a little bit more quarterback here quarterback. There. <laughs> Hey, if you Bryce can get him to start Robinson, throwing those, man. Sorry, oh, Bryce. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's beautiful. Now, speaking of college football, John. Uh-oh. Hold on. Real, real quick, before we get into that, too. Okay. Uh, just looking a little bit ahead on the governor's schedule. Good point. Good point. Uh, John had to take a drink out of his Hydro Flask. Had, had to, had to get, you got to stay hydrated. Be a good teammate. Be you a got electrolytes te- in there? Uh, no, no. I'm high in potassium, so I got to make sure my electrolytes are balanced out a little fair bit. Enough, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Gosh. Um, no, yeah. They're taking on North Alabama. It's not going to be the biggest ranked team that they got uh, towards the end of the year, but. Uh, Central Arkansas sitting at 18 right now. That's going to end off the season. Hey, and that's going to be a big one. And that's kind of, I think, I've, I kind of always thought the new rivalry for Austin P. I really like the North Alabama or the Central Arkansas choice. Because I feel like both those teams we've seen now the past three years. Central Arkansas, I think the past four. The Bears. The Bears? Yep. Um, and I, I mean... I feel like every time we play them, it's fairly close. Baseball, whatever. whatever. They, they, they ruined... Baseball for us, I think, last year, right? That was the end of the season. I think they took two or three of us. Was it? Was it Central? I think it was Central Arkansas. Very well, could you were have doing been. those games. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were doing the Central Arkansas game, weren't you? I've been to Central Arkansas for Lipscomb. But oh, that's right. No, the, one of the baseball games you were doing. I think I thought it was Central Arkansas, but I know Central Arkansas did cause us some problems at the end of the season because they Central Arkansas is a good team. They spoiled it for, for us. some baseball anyway. But they are sitting 18 on the FCS rankings right now. So if Austin P wins out, where do you think that leaves them? Especially if number so, one in the UAC, first of all, because between Central Arkansas and Southern Illinois, I mean, let's look. You got UT Martin, Florida A and M, Chattanooga, Western Carolina. Oh, that would be a fun game to go up to Chattanooga. That would Great. love. They played. They played technically down to Chattanooga. Sure. Yeah. yeah they played. They played numerous FCS champ, uh, national championship games yep. at that stadium. It's a beautiful stadium if you ever been. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a fun end to the season. Uh, we cannot wait. I'm super excited. Austin P's run game is getting really nice. Uh, they're Which, starting to take it like great form. This, this past week, the season. I didn't expect it to either. Really? Southern Utah well, Southern did have Utah, the best rushing defense. Yeah, they do have a great rushing defense. But Austin P finding a way to make some things work. John Jackson had a little bit of a down game, only 92 yards rushing. (laughs) Only 92 yards. I guess we're going to have to bench him next week. (laughs) 16 carries for 92 yards. What is that per carry? Um... 5.8 5.8 yards per carry. But look at, uh, can we, can you take a look at Shackelford's receiving? Yeah, well, he, oddly enough, this is one of the less spread out games uh, that Austin P has had. Yep. There was only five receivers who caught passes. There's usually Unlike 10. The 10 yeah. eight, 8 to 10 receivers. <laughs> Shackelford was, uh, had six receptions for 123 yards. Average, six for 100? Average 20 over? and a half. Austin P had two players that averaged 20 yards per catch. Trey Goodman, Golly. four for 80. Uh, and then Cam Thomas, four for 33. And then you had, uh, Javon Jackson with the reception, and then uh, yeah, Lyles he had a reception as well. Uh, Good so job, Lyles. They did their job. That's what. Hey, let's just do it one more time. We got studs on the field. <sighs> Maybe just do. getting it, getting it done, and you know, Delillo being able to uh, rush six, rush sixteen times, sixty one yards, and two touchdowns. Hey, he had he had a couple of plays where I was like, he got up and ran, and I was 
getting really hype in the apartment. I was like, run! That really (laughs) makes it to where they have to keep a spy on spy on Delillo, and that opens things up. Well, then then you're forced. Well, then you're forced. Defenses are forced to then choose whether or not you're going to double team a receiver. Or not. Or, and then DeLille is going to take off and run. Exactly. So, you know, for Austin P, keep doing that. Yep. And that is the beauty of having a quarterback that can run. But, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap things up with Austin P football. And then uh, moving on into a little SEC football. We got a rivalry week. Uh-oh. And this is a rivalry, by the way. Like, some is people, it? Some, yeah, it is. Kentucky-Tennessee is a rivalry. I think that the it's Battle of the Beer Barrel... one of the most heated, ba- in my opinion, between it, fan bases. It is It is an old rivalry. Yeah. Battle of the Beer Barrel. true. The Battle yeah. of the Beer Barrel. From 1908. Is that true? Actually, just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing these schools, it actually might have been 1808. Back in 1908. <laughs> Filibuster for me real quick. I'm going to Google that. That's so funny. But both these teams, uh, you know, I'm not completely caught up on all of college football i think i don't want to say i'm a new fan of college football because that's not true but i'll say this i know this rivalry between the two teams just being from tennessee is insane both these teams just want to win it means a lot it does mean a it lot is- but tennessee has always won it is at least 100- i feel like it's been a long time since kentucky's done it um, Tennessee has had a 26 game winning streak, not re- currently in in this series. This is a series that the first meeting was on October the 21st of 1893. It is a 130 year old rivalry. Wow, that is insane, and th- that's why it means so much. You know, I it's mean? one of the oldest in college football. I would love to get a breakdown of year by year who won as well, uh, but I don't think his. I think Tennessee had a couple really bad years. I mean, true. past couple years though. Tennessee has owned us. I'll so, say that. I'll admit that. Yeah. But at the same time, this game, it's a completely different ball game. Kentucky that, won the uh, first meeting. That I will meeting. say. Yeah. Kentucky did win the first meeting 56 to nothing. <laughs> huh. The very first back meeting? At, back where, when? 1893. But don't laugh too closely, Christian. The all-time series, Tennessee leads 8-2, I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. But Wait, what was the total series? Uh, series total, Tennessee leads 82-26. to 82-26 uh, to Oh! Nine. Which you got to... Th- over 130 years, the teams that Tennessee has had. That it's a good sample sense. size. Uh, yeah. It's a good sample. Hey, I'll give them. Hey, like Doug I said. Doug Dickey, General Nealon. I said you guys have owned us. Sure. But also at the same time, let's not act like this game's going to be the same. I'll say this. It's a home game for Kentucky, but their lack of discipline may decide this game as well. It is a cool beer barrel if you've ever never seen it. it that is so cool. Battle of All the right, Barrel. That is kind of awesome. Yeah, which makes sense for a Kentucky Tennessee kind of rivalry too. You know, a barrel with whiskey, whiskey towns. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that's the beauty of it. Well, it's a beer barrel actually. But Kentucky, well, you know, bourbon and whiskey. Their past two losses, two different things. Well, beer. Yeah, whatever. Their two past two losses have been to lack of discipline, stupid penalties, and a lot of them. They've averaged ten plus penalties per game against Georgia. Then coming off a bad loss against Missouri, I wouldn't say bad because Missouri is the hell of a football team, but at the same time, they were up 14-0. The momentum was like on the their side. <laughs> I hate that Missouri team. I, I don't know, like me them. too. I don't want to play them. So I think it's it's going to be close. I don't think, John said it's going to be a 10-point game earlier for Tennessee. I, I think I said 5 to 10-point game. See I could see Tennessee winning. easily winning. I, I don't know if I want to say easily winning. I could see margin. Tennessee definitely winning 5-10-point to 10 point game. I don't see that margin. I can see a touchdown difference. You bet an eyebrow on it? No, I'm just kidding. You know what? I'll bet an eyebrow on it. Oh, no. 
John, are you that confident? You asked me the same question earlier. Oh, he just checked you. Well, I think it's a little unfair because, like, can you all uh, see my eyebrows that much? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I have my, blonde eyebrows, if, I think. Yeah, no, no you not. Yours, no? Okay. You got some caterpillars <laughs> no, you don't. out there. Buddy. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have a caterpillar on my mustache, too, if everybody, anybody cares. Yeah. Um, I don't no, know. Shake Maybe. on it. No. We'll, we should we should do something else. We should do a, something. A pie to the face, and we'll upload it for all of our viewers to see. Well, that's a day ruiner, though, right? Well, you, we can do it when we go home. Both of our hairs are a little bit, like, wily at this point in our yeah. career. Yeah. You didn't have to say that for me on air, John. I, mean, I, got, I, got, best, I got a full head of hair. I got I best got a, hair in high school. I got a, I got a couple. I got a couple. <laughs> I got a it's not the same as it was in high school. Christian, we all saw your high school fantasy football draft photo from back in the day. That's so embarrassing that you just said oh, that. Oh, my gosh. I, I, that is embarrassing. In my James Harrison jersey, that's way too small for me. <laughs> I think the number like one he was overall about to get pick on was, the field. He was about to get on the field. I think the number one overall pick was maybe Jamal Charles or Todd Gurley. <laughs> He's got a Nike Vapor, Nike Vapor jersey on. Heck Yes. <laughs> With the Reeboks with the uh, the puffed up shoulders. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, no, this is going to be a fun game. Um, I think both Tennessee. Look, Tennessee is not winning out and beating Georgia. I can admit this at this point. What? Yeah. Unless uh, they make a quarterback change, maybe. Well, no. That's that's the argument. Even that with that, that's the argument the Tennessee fans are in right now. If we're gonna, we're, if we're not gonna compete for an SEC title or a national championship spot, and I said this three weeks ago yeah. after Tennessee lost to Florida, if we're not gonna do you, that, you, you, you might as well, you might as well get quality starts and quality play with Nico. People who are saying, "Oh, well, I don't want him to get hurt." Oh, you don't want him to have a good running game with a. Add probably better offensive line than you're going to have next year and a better defensive line and let him play in tough games with actual SEC opponents. What are we doing here? And like, yeah. there's arguments and there's apparently chatter coming out of university that Josh Heupel has a soft spot for Joe Milton and he wants to preserve his career, like his professional career. Which I get that at the same time. I mean, like, I, he, he, no matter what, he's gonna get a roster spot. Probably. It sounds tough as an undrafted free agent somewhere. It sounds it sounds really really harsh and everything too. But are we? We're trying to win ball games. We're yeah. trying to preserve preserve for the future. Yeah, we're trying to get the future going. I just, I, I if I were in your position and Kentucky had a you know once in a lifetime prospect. That you We're want paying to build him eight up. million dollars. I, I kind of feel the it's same way. You know, if Drew Leary, or I, actually, I don't know if that's his first name. I always get confused on that. But if Leary had a really nice prospect behind him, I'd say develop. You get him for three him. years. You develop get him for three years. Him. We've seen what we've seen from Leary. He's not it. It's a little different at the college level compared to the pro level, though, you know, because we're thinking of franchises, you know. So I can, I can hope for sabotage. I don't want to ever hope for sabotage. I want Tennessee to win every game that they get yeah. on the field and play. But, like, maybe they lose poorly to Kentucky this weekend, and that's it. Mm. Probably not going to be. He think, I think they could still lose poorly, that. and then they just refuse to take Milton out. But I guarantee Milton throws two picks this weekend. Oh, if he – look, if it, if it starts going south, Josh Heupel is going to lose – I'm not saying he's going to totally lose the fan base, but he's there's going to be a lot of fans who are like, what are you doing? You think? I feel like the Tennessee fan base has kind of already wrapped up the season. That's what I'm saying. Like, they want – 
There's a good. It's like fifty fifty split right now. Okay, so There's it's a, like yeah, okay, yeah, we get it. We're not gonna have the greatest season, but we still can't lose as many, to Kentucky. Yeah, let's win as many games. We don't want to throw Nico out there to the wolves just yet. Look at Arch Manning. He's third string quarterback. Yeah, but you don't yeah. have who's that? Who's that backup quarterback for Texas? I'm not too positive um, on their backup. He's a stud, but Quinn, he's yeah. a stud as well. Quinn years and then the backup for Texas is awesome. Yeah, Arch Manning is third string. They're they do things different down in Texas. This is yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I wonder at the same time if Heupel's not seen enough from Nico. I doubt. I don't think. What if that. he's not developing as you'd hoped, though? You know, from his perspective. So, so he's okay. So here's the thing: he's worse than he's worse than if he's worse than Milton. Let him get out there and try to get better. And if he's just completely not good and you can't develop, which him, is not, then hit the, the portal and get somebody awesome. Every other team is doing that. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I'll say this: Michael Penix Jr. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is up at oh, Washington right now, gosh. falling After out, coming out of Indiana, baby, Indiana. and Tennessee. Was he? Out of yeah, Tennessee? he was at Tennessee. Then he went to Indiana. What? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was on Tennessee's roster. The That's... quarterback for Liberty was at Tennessee too. Malik. Wow. Uh, no, the, uh, the one after uh, starts with an S. The one at Liberty right now. I'm not too positive on his name. Uh, whatever. I can't remember. But anyway. I think, you know, breathe. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out, though. Um, it's a night I, game, right? I believe so. I want to point this out too. Uh, your guys' matchup against Georgia. Beck, their quarterback, is so much better than I even expected. He was Carson practically Beck? Carson Beck was practically flawless against that UK defense. And I just don't see a lot. Even the Missouri game, their quarterback was well, a they don't got Brock Bowers now. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They but. don't got Brock Bowers anymore, so is that going to be the same? Because he opens everything up. He's like yeah. TJ Hawkinson, or he's like George Kittle, or he's like... Shout out to TJ Hawkinson for getting me a win same. in fantasy. <laughs> got me a win. Got me a gambling win, too. Golly. Sorry, I got really excited Christian, when he said his name. I think Christian got me a gambling loss last night, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> $10. I knew it was a bad bet. I'm, I lost $35. You, I bet thirty five. You put thirty five. Oh, that? it was worth the chance. We'll, we'll to win talk, a thousand. We'll, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook in the NBA coming up. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Real quick, I just want to point out the fact that the Titans may be selling and rebuilding. Tell us, we moving on to national. You just want to move on it, to national. It's time. All right, let's. Move I, on I on have national. to point it out since we were talking about Tennessee football anyway. Yeah, we we didn't we were, I don't even think we had that on our rundown. That we didn't it. today. Kevin Byers. Kevin KB, uh, the mayor of oh, Murfreesboro. Man. That's so sad. Mayor of Murfreesboro, one of the most beloved Titans. Uh, been here since the Malarkey era. Um, let's give it up for KB. <laughs> Kevin Byard. Um, look. It sucks. It really does. But this is something the Titans were considering doing before the season anyway. He had, Next year, he has like a $19.3 million uh, that goes on the books. Uh, they say got him to save some money this year. Uh, what are you going to do? He's I mean, saying, Tannehill's hurt. I don't think anybody knows the extent of Tannehill's injury. Tannehill's, in press conferences that I saw the last couple of days, is playing like, is playing it like he's going to be back. But we don't know that. And think, even if he is... They can trade Tannehill. At this they point, should, I think it's... might as well at this point. I think it's all hands on deck. I think Tannehill doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't, but it's past It's past the point here's the of thing. no return, in my opinion, with this. It is, it is really sad that Bayard's gone. But every team has gone through this. Yeah. Like, I mean, as I've said this before, if you live in the Nashville area, you can claim Tennessee as one of your teams. Right? Same with Middle Tennessee. Right? 
So as a Cowboys fan, we lost DeMarco Murray a couple years ago, a few years ago, and that was very sad because he was one of the best running backs that we had seen in such a long time. But you had his Eagle Elliott. Not at that time. You did? Well, I mean, he was coming in right after. You said a couple years ago. No, well, DeMarco Murray was more than a few years ago. But that, and then we lost Tony Romo. It's weird. Bad back. It's weird when you start seeing your teams just start not looking like your teams. Well, it can flip around real quick, too. Look at the uh, Tennessee's got. Look at the Lions. Oh, my goodness. Well, getting rid of Matt Stafford was the best decision they ever made. Yeah. That's the point. So getting rid of that last head coach was the second best decision they ever made. It's a little different, though, with the Lions because they kind of lucked into a position where Ben Johnson turned out to be one of the best offensive coordinators in recent memory. In the NFL, well, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was a offensive savant when he was with the Titans. Like he was really, really good at using what they had there at the time, and they didn't have any superstars. I mean, they had a rookie AJ Brown, which he was great, but he wasn't the AJ Brown until that next year. And then they had Matt Lafleur before that. Matt, Matt Lafleur was a decent. Stud. He was yeah, he was a def, decent offensive coordinator. Obviously, I don't think those guys are head coaches. No. I really don't. And uh. Maybe Titans can go snag one in the back. I don't know. Maybe eventually. Um, get him back. Yeah, go try to get Matt Lafleur right now. <laughs> you know, I think, I think any. I think they would be like, "You will trade you a bag of popcorn for him. <laughs> a bag of popcorn." But Sorry, I want to ask this real Matt quick. Lafleur fans out there, Kevin Byard's trade value. To Did he Eagles. expect it to see that cheap? A fifth and a sixth so plus Terrell Edmonds. Talk, talk me through because I'm going to pull up Titans draft picks. And I do want to point out Terrell Edmonds is a starter in the NFL. Got better every year with Pittsburgh, uh, especially in this, as a in coverage as well. Uh, so you're getting a good quality player plus two picks, but at the same time you're getting one of the Eagles got one of the best safeties in all of football. Um, so it's the Eagles just keep on getting these premium players for a discount in price. Well, yeah. it, it's kind of like it's kind of the Braves situation, uh, yeah. and I don't you know it's one of those people want to go play for that team. Yeah, like people want to go play for the Braves, and I feel like that was a huge key factor in how the Braves organization was able to get their infield and their outfield basically secured through 2028. Yeah, for Nichols, want to stay there, right? Wow, I just stumbled upon that. So this is like a little mock NFL mock uh, mock draft database. So with Titans, they picked up Terrell Edmonds. They also picked up the uh, fifth and sixth round picks, which so, are going to be probably at the back end of both of those rounds. So they had they had a round they had a round one. A two, uh, round one, a two, a four, a seven, and a seven. Right now, they're slotted at the number nine pick. Do you know who their projected pick is? No. Tied in Brock Bowers. Whoa. And I want to bring this up. If you you think Will Levis could be your guy, you need to support him throughout this time. I feel like Mike Vrabel's done it. Terrible job of that, to be honest. Oh, look, I'll, I'll give him I'll, right now. I'll give him a shot. I don't. I, I think Malik. I you think, can't just ride him off without him playing a game. I think that's my problem no, with a lot of no. Titans fans. I think he could be our definite backup. If if anything, I think he could be our definite backup. Well, I don't think Malik is going to be your backup. So that's a good question. Tannehill's probably, Malik's gone. No, 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 no. I think Malik checked out. I, I have a really big problem with this. Actually, you act no, like no, no, Will no. Levis. I, I didn't say that. In a, I may, I, maybe I misspoke about that. I d- you expect him to be your backup. He's our starter right now for years to come. See, I know. I don't. I don't know. Like, what do the Titans want to do? That's the question. I don't know what direction the Titans want to go. If they are in a full rebuild mode and want, and they want to use Will Levis as their 
their guy of the future. Like, uh, like I, I see him comparable to a Jake Locker, like where they trust him as the career future and see where it goes from there. And I think if we're there, if that's what we want to do and we're willing to go with uh, Will Levis, by all means, let's let's go for a ride. And I'll support Will Levis. I don't think they, without a doubt, as a GM. His perspective, they would not have used that top of the second round pick if they didn't believe in him. I think Titans fans, including yourself, need to realize that he does have a lot of sure. potential in the National I Football so League. I really do. I really do. But like, what is their what is their goal? Are they going to completely rebuild, or are they going to try? Are they going to try to go get a quarterback this offseason? Yeah. That's going to be the question. Are they going to try to get a quarterback, or are they going to draft a quarterback? That will, would be a bad mistake. Has will, that would be a terrible mistake. Has will Levis, if they were going to, they should have waited to this year. Yeah. I think there's a better quarterback class coming out this year. Using a third-round pick two years ago, second-round pick this past year, if they drafted a quarterback this year, then that's a, that's kind of a problem. I it's mean, a huge problem. Unless, unless Levis gets very, very hurt, or yeah. they're just willing to clear that locker room out, Outside of Levis, yeah, and then they want to take someone like Drake May or something if they got and Spears, they'd cl- they'll keep Spears. Yes, oh for sure. Moving forward, I was just gonna say, do we think that Will Levis has shown us enough for us to say he has strong NFL potential? They didn't let him. They didn't let him do anything in the preseason. They, it was it was the alternating snap. They wouldn't let in any either of them have a full game. Right. It was this alternating snap count, which. They're, they keep mulling around that for this game. Yeah, which makes no sense. Absolutely stupid. Because the quarterback has to get be able to get in a rhythm. He makes a mistake, and then you pull him and put in Malik Willis to what run some things. If you're going to do anything, create some packages for Malik Willis, like a goal line like option run or something yeah. like that, but not quarterback packages where you're pulling him one series, putting him in one yeah. series, because then Levis can't do nothing. Can't get a rhythm. Yeah, and then you won't get any sort of series. Now, we're all going to freak out if Will Levis goes out there and throws a pick on the third play. Absolutely. But I don't think that you can pull him because Malik Willis isn't going to do anything better. He got sacked four times on 11 dropbacks last game. Just real quick. Yes, he has potential because he was graded out as an early second round pick. That right there shows you. No one's saying he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think it shows his college tape, especially junior year, shows his potential, his arm strength, his tangibilities show it all. All. He's a hell of an athlete, too. So that's something to consider. Now, we have not seen enough to know what his true potential actually is, though, in the National Football League, because he hasn't played those games, which this is why it's so important to get this out now. You know what you're going to get for Ryan Tannehill. Really, you're not going to make the playoffs right now if Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback. You're guaranteed two interceptions. With Ryan... I don't know. He the I would, I would with Ryan that. Tannehill, you're going to have to have an offensive line that's going to at least give him a minute to yeah. do something with While him. Well, Will, you can kind of base your offensive line moving scheme a little bit. Move to his right. Get him some extra time. You know, just set it up where he can be on the run if he needs to. That's maybe, what I'm saying that, too. Maybe that Same be, thing with Malik. Maybe that can be something that the Titans look because, like, there are teams apparently that are interested in Traylon Burks, but the Titans I don't think are willing to come up off Traylon Burks. Yeah, not when they. That's what they're saying. Um, if he AJ keeps Brown getting hurt, him. they will. But um, that you, you kind of stuck with them. That people are saying that's one of the worst trades they've ever seen. In Who AJ? Life. AJ for Traylon. Well, just because it, it wasn't enough. It was. It was the fact that they weren't going to pay. They weren't going to pay AJ twenty five a year guaranteed. They offered him like 21 plus or they offered him 20 plus incentives to get to 22. But I mean, the Titans could be selling. We'll, and we'll see this in the next coming weeks. When's the trade deadline next week? 
Is it next week? I think so. If the trade deadline's next week and the Titans ha- they could move at least one or two more players, and I guarantee you there's conversations. I think it depends on this game. Whether it's DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if Tannehill is not going to play the rest of the year and he's definitely not going to be the quarterback next year, Hopkins has next year on his deal, but, like, is he going to want to play here? Yeah. Is that beneficial for the team where no. maybe the Titans could trade and get an offensive lineman or trade and get another wide Anything. receiver weapon or, <laughs> Anything. or Anything. some more draft picks? Another or corner. Like that. It just all depends on how the Titans want to go about this whole thing. Is it a full rebuild or is this a retool type? Yeah. So, mm, seeming like a rebuild. That's where we're at with the Titans talk. Um, do you want to talk Phillies? Oh, yeah. Man. The I'll just keep on going. I'll just say, you know, they got too cocky after two games. They got ahead of themselves. Then the Diamondbacks really just kept them in check. You know, they let them hang around. And then Philly stars disappeared outside their pitching staff. You know, you can't have that in the playoffs. Trey Turner. Bryce Harper gets paid way too much money. More so Trey Turner because he was just swinging at everything, it seemed like. But no matter what, we got further than both of your teams. So I'll be sleeping fine at night still. So you can't, that's such a the great, best team in baseball. That's such right a great season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's then such a great choke, argument hold on, hold on, hold on. for somebody who didn't make baby. it to the World Series. Two, two seconds. Choke artist, two baby. Seconds, two seconds. Can you, though? I can sleep fine. Hold on, no, no. Can you say that you got further than the Cardinals? Because in my opinion, for another one, another year, the Cardinals have contributed to a World Series team offense. Garcia coming from the Cardinals on the Texas Rangers. Wow, That's you, cute. you just don't know what talent you have. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we know what talent we have. I think oh, you our, just traded anyway. I think our front office is just John. You gave them up for a bundle of cash. Dumb, dumb in the head. You gave him up for a bundle of cash. Did the same like he was Randy Rosarino. Really not worth anything. Sandy Alcantara. You paid for your owner's yacht. No, the, the and to keep your awful like manager think, who's coming off one of the worst. That's going to performances. That's going to have to be. That's going to have to be addressed. Hey, but, but you know, but anyway, go. I don't like the Astros. I've already been clear on this. Me I either. do not want. I, I was so happy that they got beat and are not going to be in the World first Series. First time since. But. Yeah. But. I like Dusty Baker. I do love a little Dusty. Bit. I do love so, Dusty. Retired. I will say this. Congratulations on a great career, Dusty. I, I like that. And that's all I want to say. I just want to say it's hard not to like this Diamondbacks team. Even they, they're after fun to watch. Defeated the Phillies. They yeah. are. Paul Sewold is showing he's one of the most clutch pitchers in all of baseball. His fastball, only 93 miles per hour, but it rises. Yeah. And no one can seem to hit it. That whole Phillies lineup struggled the nasty. entire series. Yep. I mean, I I love watching them, and it's crazy to see that people predicted them to make the World Series. I saw one comment where he said, uh, this person said they saw it coming based off speed and limiting strikeouts. I was like, wow, that's a good take, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But the Phillies get knocked out, and I think that's the joyous moment that a lot of people shared. Yeah, whatever. The bank is closed. No bailouts. They, pa- they planted the flag. Oh, that was glorious. I'm so sorry bills. you had to watch that. I turned it off before that. Oh, worry. good, good, good. You I didn't have to it. scar your eyes from I saw that. it on social media. I was like, oh. Yeah. But still, I, res- it. I respect it. They, they did earn it. it. They, again, Game 7 win in Citizens Bank Park. They went, they went two in a row. That's they went insane. two in a row. That, that, that takes talent. And I would say 
Craig Kimbrell is the reason we lost this series, which is so funny, probably to John. What uh, what he do? Craig Kimbrell blew two saves in three and four games. Uh, three oh, and that's four. right. I, I forgot that he was. The, I forget that he's the save. And he had a he had a pretty he showed out. I'm surprised right. that I he's, very much he should have been. Craig Kimbrell is such a oh. he was so good when he was with Atlanta. He's a tool. He had a good year with us postseason. Wow. I mean, he was with Atlanta. He My had a couple comes of great... from his Cubs years. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was with Atlanta. He had a couple of great years with Atlanta. And then as soon as he left Atlanta, he kind of faded off for a little well, bit. It's like he was hit or miss. Well, then he everywhere. also went through the whole he also went through a couple of years. Maybe it was one year where he didn't play because he wasn't going to get paid for what he wanted. Um so he ended up not getting signed until deep into the season and then he signed for something crazy low money. I don't a know. playoff team. Yeah, and and it was just like I feel like every year after that it was like, "Oh, no, we're where, where's Craig at right now? Yeah, and that's honestly kind of where I was at with him. Like, I honestly, yeah. he, he played good against you guys. He that's did. The thing. He, he played decent. He's not consistent. You can't yeah. put him in that kind of high leverage situation anymore. Yeah. It sucks to say, but his his prime has passed. Hey, he on. does have a. He has one of the greatest moments though in baseball history, oh. where he was pitching for the Braves and the fans behind home plate it's started cool. gathering and mocked his pitching stance. And he just couldn't handle it. He, I think he threw like six balls in a row or something like that. He's a head case. It, it was funny. Um, Even as a Braves fan, I was like, mm. Yeah, but the World Series is going to be pretty fun. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Christian, you got something? Uh, just one thing to point out. Uh, former Clarksville High alum, former NBA star, Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Set to be inducted. Oh. Inducted in the Phoenix Suns Ring of Honor. Huge shout out. Big, big, big news. Especially for a, what he did throughout his career, especially in his draft class. He's ranked yeah. right up there amongst the... I think Stefan Mayberry was in his draft class oh, as wow. well. So that that was a fun class to he look had, back at. He he won the championship... In uh, 2011. With the Mavericks, yep. yeah. Then he made seven out of nine postseason appearances with the Suns All-star, well. too, a few years. Yeah, yeah. He was, so, he's a good player. Man. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun stuff going on. I think it's going to wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to add? Any, uh, uh, any hitters tonight? Hitters? I expect Baker Mayfield to throw one interception. I think you, you've been riding right. that one. Because I, I think you throw. Hey, one when they're week. a lock, they're a lock. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you. Maybe Mike Evans touchdown. I could see that happening. I could see that one well. going. Bill's defense, man. I don't know what's going on. What about Gabe Davis? He's he's played a heck of a year. Too. Josh Allen rushing TD. Yeah. No, he he hasn't he hasn't been rushing that much. Well, so he's due. Yeah. I he, I think he's afraid to come out of the pocket. Those Bucks linebackers. Though, he's taken a couple of rough hits this year. I don't know. I think the Bucks could also upset him. You never know. I'm gonna try. To if the Bucks the- upset him, it's not gonna be by much. It'll be by a field goal. Well, I just can't believe the Bills lost the Patriots still too. That's something that was yeah. the biggest shock. Patriots, how about them? They're going to ruin their draft picks this year just to keep Mac Jones. Which, if Matt continues to play this way, they can kind of get back to 500 kind of but easily. You want, is Mac Jones their future? I don't know. That's up to them. <laughs> He's not my future, so I ain't worried. Uh, well, he, what was that signing bonus they gave him? <laughs> a lot. Um, it's, it's, so that's, that's the down thing about being a part of organizations. It's like you pay so much money. I, I think we just, I just have to give you a high five since we're two foreign team teams in here, Pittsburgh and Dallas. Titans two and four, uh, two and four as well. Yeah. Oh well, no that that's no, backwards. No, what no. I just said. Oh, four, four and two. two. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
He it's said okay. two and four. It hey, took me still, a second. Still, still, but I did. Most, he did. Oh. Still it's all right. Sorry about that. I, know you meant, I, knew, I knew what you meant. Most competitive division, division in football. That was tough. Words are hard. Uh, Jacksonville, no, they're not. Jacksonville, five and two, sitting at top. And then Tennessee, two and four. Which Jacksonville may lose this week. Wide yeah. open. Division. Maybe the Titans do hey, make the playoffs. You guys need know. the Steelers to win. Jaguars also, have been playing well. I don't know they? what I want. Who? Jaguars? Yeah. They they've been playing great. I don't know great. what I want. Did the Titans want to or did they want the draft picks at this point? I think it's this this, you this game right here defines their season and Will Levis's possible Titans career. Well, I kind of want Brock Bowers. Yeah, though. I don't know about that. It, I, mean, I just think that they're it, still... I mean, you show guys, if the Titans sellers. are also going through a, a, an era They wouldn't where, take Brock Bowers, though, I don't think. Would they? No, why not? Their Titans are going through some weird thing where they're not really. I don't think they want to part ways with Tannehill just yet. Oh, his contract's up at the let's, end. Of the year. Let's pray I know. they want to. I don't know why Mike Rabel's so. You stuck could go on buy Ryan. a quarterback. Go to the Canadian Football League and pick a quarterback. Well, no. okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Draft Drake May. I don't. That's really. That's, that's really overall. horrible to say that sometimes. Most Caleb times, Williams, it's, I don't want Caleb. Williams. It's better to get a draftee from the from high school or from college instead of looking to another professional league yeah sometimes you get those hidden gems but more sometimes often than not, not. Some, well, more often times than not you'd rather just have somebody you can build a system yeah. and I, I i'm with you there i wouldn't want caleb williams at all right now because he seems like a head case a little bit right oh. he wants a minority oh stake in a franchise if i was a pr person i would he beg the owners that, not to i'm, I'm get pretty him. positive he said that well that's what you get a guy who's concerned about painting his fingernails before the video games and all the other games and <laughs> Whatever. Talking trash. Talking trash. That's that's the component he was mentioning. He, yeah, he said lions don't care about the opinions of sheep. Talking about puts a crown fans, on his head. Puts, crowd. puts a yeah. uh, metaphorical crown on his head after every touchdown. I'm not said, worried about somebody said who. you to Utah to Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is going to do it for us today. For Christian Brown, for Jeff Matthews, I'm John Glass. Peace.